Hello, Ian, and hello, listeners! Oh, man, John. I usually spend uh, the time that you do that introduction sort of coming up with what way I'm going to disrupt you or derail things, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. That new mic you got, I was just sitting back and enjoying it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the new mic. I was actually I was curious if... Uh, you could tell any difference on your end. So I don't think I could tell a difference. I don't think I can really tell a difference when you're talking in your normal speaking voice. But oh, when mm-hmm. you were doing that whispery introduction, big difference. Oh man, yeah. So uh, listeners, I I hope you appreciate that I I got a new microphone. It's sounds a lot better. It's uh, you know much more sultry than my previous microphone. Uh, it also can record in stereo which I was using during that intro there. So uh, hopefully you'll get a little uh, sort of ASMR experience at the beginning of the podcast now. Oh, uh, I have now since uh, switched the setting back to um, mono just because I feel like a podcast in stereo is going to be a little obnoxious. I'll switch it to stereo again for a second, though. Okay, give me a second. I accidentally adjusted the gain there for a second. Oh, no. Uh, but I, I switched it back. Yeah, that's something else I can do now. I can adjust the gain. Uh, so I am now back to stereo. I feel stereo. like, yeah, when you do it. Rio. Stereo. Hmm, wow. Yeah, so I think the, the switch to stereo does make it sort of noticeably different on my end. Interesting. Yeah. Not very funny on my part, admittedly, but what do you want? Um, so you've got a new microphone. Um, I sort of have a new lease on life. Yeah, Ian, you've been up to quite a lot the past couple of weeks. So um, why don't you... I don't actually care. I want to talk about me. Um, I went to Max FunCon. Oh my goodness, yeah, you did? Max FunCon East. I did, and it was amazing. Um, How much fun and, would you uh, say that you had, John, at Max FunCon? I'd say I, I had maximum fun. Oh my god! Uh, I also had maximum inspiration. Oh shit! Uh, met a lot of cool people. Um, I think I've got like, I think we've got like three new listeners uh, oh, on the shit. podcast. You know, people I, I mentioned it to who seemed interested. So uh, you know, shout out to my new Max Fun Con East uh, friends and listeners. Uh, so I, I would like to hear a little bit about what you've been up to, Ian, and what your new lease on life is. Oh, my new lease on life is, I mean, normally when you hear that phrase, it's like someone has really turned it all around and they're, they're sort of, you know, making big positive changes in their life. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more like, I feel like I'm at that point where I need to make big positive changes. I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of, 
<laughs> I'm 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 just I feel finished, John. <laughs> I feel empty. Uh, I've done a lot of traveling, which is not something that I I normally find particularly invigorating, more draining. Okay. Uh, and I've moved apartments, which is not something I typically find all that invigorating. I usually find it draining. Oh God, yeah, moving's the worst. I started having to get up earlier. Just not something. Why is that? Oh, I've got a class. Actually, that's that's sort of fun. I, I'm I'm learning to play the piano, John. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you just you put it all together. I think I'll be a much happier Ian next week. That's my prediction. <laughs> all right. For now, I hope so. We've got a sort of we've we've got the Ian that we've got, John. And we're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, well, maybe we should get started with our with the podcast with yeah, our, our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Idea. Uh, so, as, as always, we start with the indulgence corner, where we, uh, you know, interact with the fans. Uh, you may be surprised to hear this, but there has not really been all that much fan interaction recently. Um, so, I'm just going to use this opportunity to give another quick little shout out to any lo- uh, any any new listeners and friends I may have picked up over the weekend. So, it's uh, it's nice to meet you all. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, nice. <laughs> that was very low energy. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, John, I wouldn't understand a single thing about low energy today. Because, John, <laughs> we're going into maybe the highest energy thing of all. That's right. For all those new listeners, this is the final installment of the Indulgences Corner. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this is exciting. I can't believe it. I'm so happy we're finally here. Yep. John, <laughs> and this is, you know, the Indulgence's Corner is the regular, um, maybe least requested segment on the podcast, <laughs> where I read through this article called The Seven Secrets to a Successful Podcast by Yaro Starak, but it's not by Yaro Starak. It's by Tony Chamba Mwanginjanga, who's a guest writer for Yaro Starak for this particular episode of his blog. Blogs don't have episodes, John. What am I doing? Um, so we've gone through so far five of the secrets. Um, I'm going to just burn through the last two because. Okay. So the, the voiceovers and theme music, that's secret number six, John. It's not a secret. That's just, it's a regular part. It's just like, it's a, it's a nice structural component to podcasts. Um, so add in some voiceovers and theme music. We're kind of doing it, you know? We have theme music. Um, I, I actually don't think that voiceovers are good in all podcasts. I think that for some styles of podcasts, they work very well, but for others, it feels too polished. Uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts where I do just want sort of a more conversational feel. Um, it would be very weird if Mabim Bam had like a voiceover introducing each new question or something. Like, it, it's just out of place in some... I guess, but they do. Podcasts. I mean, I wonder... Maybe I should probably read this to... Um... Yeah, See, so I, they're, talking about, they're talking about voiceovers in terms of, like, intros, outros, which Mabim Bam does do, right? They do a... Oh, okay. A voiceover intro. Yeah. Do they? I feel like they just have, like, this sort of general structure for... No, for the they... intro, they have the, uh, you know, what's up, you cool babies? Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's the sort of thing they were talking about. Oh, I thought, mm-hmm. I thought it was referring more to like a uh, and to next on uh, uh, 
uh, coming up on the podcast, we have uh, so-and-so who's going to be telling us all about... We have just one of us, too. It's going to be... We have John again. (laughs) On the next uh, installment, or on the next segment of ASMR Quest, John and Ian discuss their side quests for the past week, the ASMR experiences that they've had individually of their own accord. Let's see what happens. Oh, John, that was such a clean record of that line, too. You can just plop that out, and we've got ourselves our voiceover. Yeah, I'm not going to use that. It, it just it yeah, doesn't it would fit. Sure, it, would, it, it adds padding, and that's the one thing that we need. Secret number seven, <laughs> oh, yeah, John. Yeah, we really need more padding. Secret number seven. Uh, and this is, the, this is it, guys. This is the final secret. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Selling your own product will always be the key to long-term success. John, it doesn't matter if you're a follower of Timothy Ferris, Yaro Starak, Rich Sheffin, Gary Vaynerchuk, host of The Thunder Show, or Paul <laughs> Cooligan. There's a pretty consistent consensus among the gurus, and that is that the key to long-term success online is to build your own product line and build your own brand equity. And if that's a secret, John, well, there's a reason I'm canceling this segment. <laughs> But I will say, I will say, um, a, a positive note to end this on is that, yeah. um, so for a while now, I've been talking about this great um, picture from Secret Number Two, um, <laughs> the best of the best, the tip that has descended from host of the Thunder Show, Gary Vaynerchuk, that you've got to have the chops. And I've been talking about how it's such a ridiculous, long and narrow and pixelated image of this guy, the host of the Thunder Show. Um, and John, right under secret number seven, not only is there a mention yeah. of host of the Thunder Show, Gary Vaynerchuk, but okay. there is another identically sized image. That oh, it's, wow. And it's like it's like a motivational poster image where that quote about you know, the key to long-term success online, that whole mm-hmm. thing is like a, a man standing on top of a mountain, motivational text in the background, and it is <laughs> just as narrow and long. <laughs> and you know, John... What? I don't get it. I just don't understand <laughs> how this could happen. This no, the text on this one, the text on this one is the key to long-term success online is to build your own product line and build your own brand equity. It's in quotes, John. I think he's quoting himself. <laughs> he's not. That's such a long quote. It's for a like long quote. A little motivational image. Yeah, I mean, at least. The one with host of the Thunder Show, Gary Vaynerchuk. It's a short one. You've got to have the chops. Yeah, you know, like even a large motivational poster would not have a quote so long on it. Like, no. it would be like, "Hang in there" or something. Like, it's, it's going to have a cat on it. I'm just going to say, "Hang in there," or "You're perfect." And I mean, really, it's you not can gonna just say, "You can just <laughs> replace like, this whole thing with like, you can replace this whole quote with, "Own your." Like own your online brand or something. Yeah, or something. Like, yeah, it's, it's like ne- some very long quote about personal branding. It's needlessly verbose, John. What? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something behind all this, like you know, building your brand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It just seems like yeah, I... what they're saying is like just do things. Yeah, basically. Like, I think if you talk about building your personal brand and like try to give talks on how to build your personal brand, then yeah, it's all just, it comes across as douchey and it's like not actually going to help anyone. Like no one's going to, you don't just go out there and build your personal brand. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But, like, you know, anyone who is sort of a successful content creator on the internet does have a personal brand. It's just that that comes across through the content that they are creating, not... It's gotta be, like, a genuine thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it... Well, not only does it have to be a genuine thing, but it's not... You don't build it just by... You don't just go on Twitter one day and be like, this is my personal brand, everyone buy into it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's sort of built over time by producing meaningful content that people enjoy and engage with. Now, John, that sounds like a great secret to podcasting success. <laughs> Why haven't I been reading your tips? <laughs> oh, I should start a blog on how to build your personal brand. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> And that's, that's John, how we finally find podcasting success. So, you know what? I've, I've ragged on this article a lot, but thank you, Tony Chamba Mwangi Njanga, for this article. I've talked a lot about it. I mean, uh, to be fair, I do think about you've got to have the chops a lot. Yeah, it's, um, it's gonna, the, both host of the Thunder Show, Gary Vaynerchuk, is gonna stick with me, you know, <laughs> Maybe to my dying day. Certainly for several years to come. I'm going to be thinking every single day about that picture of Tony. Tony <laughs> Chambamwangi Njanga put on here. You've got to have the well, chops. It's not, uh, so I, I do think about the image a lot, but I also think about the meaning behind it. About how, you know, you, you don't... Uh, you aren't successful at something just because you want to be. You're successful at it because you are good at it, and because you put in the hard work. Uh, and I also then think about a lesson I learned on an episode of Scrubs, uh, where Elliot is pretending to be an expert in something. I don't remember what. And she's, so she's just hiding, like, books and papers about that subject all over the hospital. So that anytime someone asks her a question about it, she can just go and read about it. And then she has to give a talk about it. And she's stressing out because she's like, oh no, I'm not a real expert, I'm just faking it. And then JD says something about how, you know, people don't start off as experts, they become experts by uh, obsessing over something and putting a lot of time and effort into it, and that's exactly what you've been doing. And I think that's a nice lesson. And so, you know, Ian, when we started this podcast, did we have the chops? No. no. But do we have the chops now, Ian? Um, we're, we're getting there. It's... I mean, like, we, we've, I think, put more thought into ASMR than most people at this point. That is true. You know, John, that is true. So thank you, long-time listeners, for sticking with the Indulgence Corner. <laughs> it's gone now. You know, I'm not sure anyone will miss it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, let's get into our side quests. Have you gone on any interesting side quests recently? Um, well, I've gone on a quest that relates to our main quest. I guess I can use this time to talk a little bit about some of the exciting journalism that we're seeing in the ASMR community. Okay. Um, is this the thing that relates to the side quest? No. Or, the or I mean, to basically the main quest? Okay, all right. Yeah, hold the thing that relates to the main quest, and we can use that as a, as a nice little segue. Mm-hmm. So I really only want to talk about one piece of news um, today, because it was really all I had time to read about. Um, okay. And that's that the ASMR community is really making a good effort coming together right now to support um, the people affected by Hurricane Harvey. Oh, and I thought that that's was nice. A, not only is that really nice, it was, for some reason, it's very surprising to me. Like, I just didn't really expect hmm. that to sort of overlap with the real world in that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It is, I guess... A, a sort of a form of escapism in a lot of ways. It is 
something that you engage in to de-stress and to escape from the the stresses of the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of artists have sort of banded together and they're putting exclusive videos on this crowd rise site, which is something I've never heard of before. And in the past five days, they've managed to raise fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And including a video by you know, fan favorite ASMR Darling. Oh, cool. She wait. When you say fan favorite, do you mean our fans? I don't know. I don't know what I meant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I don't know whether or not our fans have a favorite ASM artist because they don't reach out to us and tell us. So fans, if ASMR darling is your fan favorite, let us know. Please vindicate who me. your favorite ASM artists are. Please just contact us at all, listeners. We we just we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Good on the ASMR community, although I will say you know, they raised $15,000. That is great. I, I do remember seeing somewhere that the estimated cost of Hurricane Harvey is in, on the order of like $190 billion. So we're going to need more videos. <laughs> uh, so I did watch quite a bit, a few, uh, quite a few ASMR videos over the past couple of weeks. Um, I don't have too many of note to talk about with you. Uh, there were a couple, I think, that I mentioned last week when I was talking to Krista, so if you're really interested, you can go back and listen to that. Um, but then I did want to talk about a article that I found. Um, it's from the Daily Mail. So as I understand it, I think the Daily Mail has about the same level of journalistic integrity as Regina George. Um... Which is not to say a lot. Of Mean Girls fame. Yes, yes. Regina George of Mean Girls fame. The one who has her burn book, which is full of of straight-up lies. Um, So I I would not, you know, read too much into this article. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I, I could be wrong, but my impression is that the Daily Mail is not a very good publication. Uh, But so the, the title of this article is whispering therapy saved my life. That is in quotes. Mother of two who is addicted to snorting painkillers claims Tingly YouTube videos helped her get clean by training her to sleep instead of using. And this is by Megan Sheets for DailyMail.com. Um, the outline, I think, tells you most of what you need to know about the article. Um, this woman, Sarah, who is an ASM artist now. Um, what was the name of her? youtube channel i really need to get better about taking notes uh karuna satori asmr is her youtube channel uh so basically the article is just saying that she used to have a pretty bad drug problem uh but that she claims that asmr helped her to get clean and it was sort of a, a useful distraction when she was trying to to give up her her addictions um so you know i don't it is if you're out there and you've got a, a drug addiction problem, I don't know that I would say ASMR should be your your first choice in uh, trying to get clean. But first, last, and yeah. only, John. That's my recommendation. It, it might help, you know, if you need a little extra, a little extra help. Maybe the your um, rehab isn't going great, or you know, you just having a tough day. Maybe maybe ASMR will help. So I just thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. 
It's kind of nice. Yeah. And then I also uh, just wanted to talk about how I have a new mic once again. Um, and part of the reason that I bought this mic is because I do plan to start a an ASMR YouTube channel. Um, and so just a quick reminder of, of how cool this mic is. Uh, and because I have finished my wine, I'm just going to pour a little bit more wine in a sort of ASMR manner right now. Um, if I can switch back to stereo. All right, here we go. So that's the sort of great ASMR content you can expect from my uh, YouTube channel, uh, which is on the way. Have you thought at all about what sort of ASMR content you you want to produce? Uh, Yeah, I think I want to produce a lot of um, alcohol tasting videos. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) wine porn is very much the sort of thing that you can expect from my YouTube channel. I don't know that there's... Are are there any ASMR to sort of in that space already? Uh, Not too many. Um... There's an ASMR artist who, again, I talked about last week with Krista, uh, called, uh, named, uh, her, her channel is Cosmic Tingles ASMR, mm-hmm. um, and she does some videos of that nature, uh, but it's not, like, the primary focus of her channel. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can find videos like that, but there's not a ton of them. It seems like a fun thing to do. Nice. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your other side quest, Ian? Well, my other side quest, I guess we should introduce the main quest first, um, Ikea made a 25-minute ASMR commercial. They did. And I, I as, as I said earlier, I've recently been moving into a new place, a new unfurnished place. <laughs> and as one might expect, you know, I, having got an unfurnished place, I've spent some time at Ikea recently. And let me tell Is you... Is that where you were just earlier this evening when I first asked you if you were ready to record? Uh, no. And I was... you said that you were couch shopping? Ah, oh, no. damn the ikea trip was earlier if it was ikea john i would be much more dead than i am right now because there's there's one thing about ikea that i i really i feel really trumps all others it's to me a completely like you know it's it's sort of it's it's almost like going to an amusement park when you're a small child john it really is you go there very exciting it's it is exciting to go there there's all these things sort of lying about but maybe you're a little too young at, at this amusement park, and it's a long day, John. And it's a sunny day, and it's hot, and maybe you get a bit of a sunburn. <laughs> and you, I leave Ikea, and every time I leave, John, and I've only left twice now, every time I leave, I say, that's it. I'm never going back. <laughs> I've only been there once, but I, I found the uh, experience to be pretty pleasant. Oh, no. Uh, although, I, I was looking for... I think I was only looking for like one or two items when I was there. Uh, so maybe maybe if you're looking for more, it's a little more stressful. There's just something about Ikea that, that really gets to me, John. <laughs> There's something about them. I think, I think what it might be is that they are, they are an enormous, soulless corporation that has, as, this, as we can sort of talk about yeah. in this video. How can you say they're soulless? Didn't you see that ASMR video? John, but here's the, so, maybe not. There are, there are some sort of monster thing. 
Yeah, yeah, because I'm also not sure that they're a corporation. I think there's some sort of like. Oh well, we can get into some sort of weird. We can get into what they are. I've I've looked it up. Um, but okay. for now, we'll just call them a a company. They're a weird, soulless company. But they're not content because, like, Walmart is a weird, soulless company. But I'm fairly comfortable (laughs) with Walmart because it's. I think I feel like Walmart makes no pretenses about what it is. Like, sure, they have the little smiley faces all over the place, but you know. You know and they know. <laughs> Ikea, it's it's like it's wearing a flesh suit, John. <laughs> and it it comes close sometimes. Like, it, maybe the lighting's dim and you don't quite notice it. But then you just get a whiff of that smell. And you're like, something's up. And then you see the face maybe <laughs> clearly. And you see it smile at you, John. That's Ikea. <laughs> Ikea, not a sponsor of this podcast, nor will they ever be. John, if, if Ikea wanted to sponsor us, I would not let them. <laughs> that's actually, I mean, that's probably not true. Yeah, as we said, I think episode one, we are looking to sell out. That is true, yeah. Uh, we we will sell out. I would, uh, So, if I wouldn't sell out to anyone, it would be Ikea. Really? That's where you draw the line, right. is Ikea. There's... There's just something about them, John. They're like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not comfortable with how comfortable everybody is with IKEA. Did you stop and refuel in their cafeteria on your way out? No, John. I'm pretty sure they poison the food. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, they drug it. Uh, yeah, that's why yeah. everyone else likes it, and you don't. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually only been to an IKEA once, and I, I think I only bought like two things there, and they weren't even. It wasn't even furniture. It was. I think I bought some, like, candles and some candle holders and some, like, hooks to hang stuff on in my kitchen. So here's another thing about Ikea, John. Mm-hmm. So it's they've got a few fantastically cheap pieces of furniture. Like, some really some really fantastic deals. Particularly, I think, the, they're, like, their coffee table. Like, they just can't beat it. It's, it's very flimsy, but good lord, is it cheap. And it works well enough. <laughs> um... A lot of their furniture, I think, doesn't really strike a good balance between affordability and comfort, or, like, durability. They got a lot of bad furniture. Hmm. But it's like, I don't know, they, they, it's, it's got reasonable design, which is, I think, how they get away with it. Yeah. It's just like the, the quality versus cost. I mean, I guess there's all, I'm also somewhat spoiled because, you know, you can go to, like, Salvation Army or something and get... A perfectly reasonable couch for hundred bucks. Mm. Just buy your furniture used. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to talk about this video? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about this video. So, this is a a twenty five minute ASMR commercial. Um, yep. Where it basically is a an ASMR. I did, I was not familiar with the ASMR artist that they used. Um, I don't think they did use an ASM artist. Okay. I think it was all done in house. Okay, so it's like some um, some voice actor for the company. Uh, yeah, or I, I think, or potentially they outsourced it to like a advertising agency or something. But like, um, so there was also a an article from Adweek. Uh, IKEA just made a twenty five minute ASMR video, and it's one of the most satisfying ads ever by Christina Monlios. Monlos, not sure how that's pronounced, uh, but uh, so so I I also read this article and I believe in that uh, she goes into the production of the video a little bit, 
and mentions that it, they did not use any ASM artists to make this video. They watched a lot of ASMR for inspiration and researched it thoroughly, but they did not use any well-known ASM artists or like, a, yeah, they didn't use any ASM artists to make it. Mm-hmm. And what's so, so my, my opinions of the video, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm less of an ASMR expert than you are. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, you know, obviously the production quality was outstanding, as you would expect, yeah. I think, from a, an actual professional company as opposed to sort of just hobbyist or or individual sort of free agent ASM artists. Mm-hmm. Good scenery, great lighting, good sound work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the I, I liked the narrator. Wasn't my yeah, favorite I style, she did a good job. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was also sort of interesting. Some people, uh, so there was a, a Reddit thread about this that I, I sort of read over, um, mm-hmm. and there were some people who who had different opinions on um, her particular style because you know she's she's a little stronger on the soft consonants than your average ASM artist, um, hmm. but I think overall it worked for her. Yeah, I I didn't really have any issues with her speech pattern. I thought the way she spoke was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said already, the sort of lighting and scenery and general production values were all very good. Uh, I didn't find it... I did find it very relaxing. I first watched this um, a little, about a week ago at like 5.30 in the afternoon... And I pretty much, like, I, I nearly fell asleep watching it, mm. despite being pretty much wide awake before I began. Uh, so I certainly found it very relaxing. I did, it did not trigger ASMR for me, though, um, just because it, it was a little, it was more soft-spoken than it was whispering, mm-hmm. and it wasn't binaural at all. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and as we've addressed before, I really need the binaural, um. But I, I did actually find her her voice very pleasing. Um, I was uh, sort of listening to it again before we recorded, and uh, the second time I actually did come a little bit closer to experiencing ASMR than I did the first time. Um, but I, I still don't think that I would be able to. But I, I still think I need the the binaural and the whispering. But I think she does have a great voice. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the scripting? Uh, yeah, so actually, I, I, that was the next thing I wanted to get into as well. Um, so the scripting, I think, is is interesting. It you you don't forget while watching this that it is an ad. Oh, you certainly uh, do not. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it's all done in the style of an ASMR video, but the script is all about telling you about what the different products are how they're going to improve your life, uh, how they're used, um, tells you some of the, I guess, like, tech specs of the products. Like, the, the uh, she's talking about sheets at one point. She talks about the the thread count. I think she talks about, um, when she's talking about the pillow, she talks about, like, what's inside of it. Um, you know, a lot of sort of, like, marketing buzzwords are used. Uh, and then, of course, like, av- with every product, uh, she ends by saying... Uh, how much it costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, like she does repeat the name of each product many times. And it's always perfect. So, I, I, I'm not sure there was a single thing here that was not perfect. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, very much 
not in the ASMR style. She is not um, rambling or ad-libbing at all. It is all very scripted and well-rehearsed. Is that what you meant by that? Well, I, I meant that she she called everything perfect. Like this oh, perfect oh, okay. pillow <laughs> yes. will right. really add to your college experience. Okay, it's yes, that is, perfect that is true. You put it on your perfect sheets. <laughs> you you snuggle up in there, John. And you just you just lie in bed all day. You're depressed if you don't go to class. <laughs> it's your third day of skipping class. And you know it's gonna start catching up with you. But every day, John, it gets harder because you know you're further behind. <laughs> and you don't know who to talk to about this. Because your parents were so proud of you. And now You've never felt worse, John. But at least you have your perfect duvet cover. (laughs) Uh, So, Ian did take it in a slightly darker direction than the video goes. Uh, But the video definitely did have sort of that element of talking about how each of these products is going to help you keep your life organized. It's going to... uh, Or there's, there's a closet hanger. She talks about how that's going to help you get ready faster in the morning. Um, there's some shelving units. She talks about how those are going to help keep you organized with the bedding, uh, supplies. She talks about how it's going to help you relax. Um, like it all is very focused on how buying this product from Ikea will help you improve your college experience and how it will like make you happier, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not talk about how it will, uh, help or, yeah, it doesn't talk about the relationship you'll have with the products when you are depressed because of all the reasons that Ian mentioned. But it does talk very much about how it will improve your college experience and make you happier overall. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, you know, is maybe maybe not a, a super uncommon thing for people to do when they're advertising products. Is say, you know, yeah, I mean, that that is what life. consumerism is all about. It is convincing people that their lives will be better if they buy something. Oh, I do want to have – I'm, I'm sort of re-watching the video now. I just want to I want to come in and put IKEA on blast or something. I know I've been very complimentary <laughs> of them so far. Um Oh, absolutely. They're hanging closet organizer on uh-huh. my ill-fated trip to IKEA. I purchased one of those. I thought but it was actually <laughs> like some weird little attachment to it, but it was completely oh. unlabeled. It was like I was I was upset, John. <laughs> Seven dollars. I'm, I'm not getting back. I'm very sorry about that, Ian. Mm-hmm. So if IKEA could please just write in <laughs> and apologize to me formally, <laughs> I would very much appreciate it. He'll appreciate it, but he will not apologize to IKEA for any of the things said on this podcast. <laughs> I might apologize for some of them. Uh, the main thrusts, though, unlikely. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what sort of apology. Uh, and I do mean apology, Wink. They they can rustle up. Oh, oh, I see. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Any any type of apology IKEA can send our way would be greatly appreciated. Now, you might be asking yourself, listeners, how on earth is IKEA going to pay you your bribe money? Um, because they are, as you may or may not be aware, they are a non-profit company. But how does that how does that square, John? How does them being a nonprofit, and I think maybe the world's largest nonprofit, 
because mm-hmm. um, they are worth yeah, I think I've, $28 I've billion. Well. Dollars. How does that square with all the sort of horrible things I've been saying about them? That's funny. Funny you should ask, John. Funny you should ask that exact <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I am very curious about it. Um, actually, th- this was a topic that was alluded to on Part-Time Geniuses, but not fully addressed. So, you know, come to... Come to ASMR Quest for all the questions you have that weren't answered on Part-Time Geniuses. A great show that I aspire to, and I aspire to be more like. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the sort of the joke, is that mm-hmm. it is a, a great show with uh, a lot more, I think, um, knowledge imparted mm-hmm. than on our show. We can work in that direction, though. We can make steps. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially what's what happens is IKEA. I should probably. I should probably bring up the uh, the particular article that I was looking at. Just to make sure I don't get the facts wrong. Because heaven forbid, I, mm-hmm. I wrongfully besmirch IKEA. Um, <laughs> so let's see. The IKEA Group is basically they're the guys that own and operate all the IKEAs. Okay. Um, the IKEA Group is owned by Inca Holding. So yeah, that's pretty standard. You have a, a holding company which owns a group which operates a variety of individual stores. Also, okay. it's a, so you know, 290 stores. That might not sound like a lot. Each of these IKEA stores is about the size of like a town. So Yeah, they're fucking huge. Insane. So Inca Holding is in turn owned by a non-profit. This non-profit is the, the Stitching Inca Foundation. Um, and it's... it's estimated to have about $37 billion in its name. Um, Damn. However, so so because of this, um, IKEA pays a very small tax rate, it had about 3.5% of their, right. their income, as opposed to um, the 18% that they should uh, under, I think, the Swedish tax system, if okay. they were a for-profit company. However, uh, IKEA, the nonprofit, um, does not own the IKEA trademark and concept. The IKEA trademark and concept is owned by Inter IKEA Systems, a for-profit private company. Okay. <laughs> so to operate IKEA stores and use the IKEA brand name, uh, the Stitching Inca Foundation pays a uh a an unclear amount of money each year <laughs> to inter ikea systems well but so then wouldn't inter ikea systems still have to pay the tax on it it's an or interesting like the question. Full tax? yeah it's um that's something that i am i'm not aware of um it's possible that that there is in fact tax being paid um by inter ikea systems but hmm. my impression, uh, and I think the, the general consensus is that there's some there's some chicanery going on here, <laughs> where basically a lot of this money is is not actually being taxed. Hmm. Yeah. So IKEA, a nonprofit, and also the, the actual nonprofit aspect of it, uh, they they give the the sort of hold the company that holds the holding company of IKEA uh donates about two million dollars a year to further the the 
Advancement of Architecture and Interior Design. Alright. It's not the most exciting or, uh, I don't know, not, not, not the most, um, maybe not the best way to give to charity, I suppose, but, you know, it's something. Well, yeah, you make, so you sell $28 billion a year in furniture, you donate $2 million yeah. a year, um, to furniture. <laughs> to furniture, yeah. On the right <laughs> side, I mean, you know, I'm sure they're advancing the cause of interior design by their, their fairly nice looking, very, reasonably affordable furniture yeah that's true that is unfortunately dreadful to interact with <laughs> all right well in any case um this is a podcast about asmr not ikea mm-hmm. that's so true. i think maybe we should wrap things up here because i don't know that we have much more to say about this ikea asmr ad uh that is asmr related well i just had one more point i want to make about the the asmr ad and this is something interesting okay. that i saw on the reddit discussion about it um, all right where somebody was mentioning that they've actually been they've seen some asmr ads on youtube prior to this for an ice cream company and they were saying that they like they really aren't a fan of it um because they find asmr to be like you know something sort of private that they do to relax and they sort of made the point like when you have these unskippable asmr ads and it's i don't i don't think there's ever like a youtube ad that was unskippable it's 25 minutes long but apparently these ice cream ads were he he said it was almost like asmr rape <laughs> wow. like sort of forcing you to engage in this this sort of private and intimate activity i mean I feel like rape is kind of a strong way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, certainly, it's but, certainly. But I, I do agree with the sort of general sentiment. I, I see where they're coming from. Um, like, as annoying as it is to have some ad sort of screaming at you, like right before you watch an ASMR video, it it does to some extent feel like a bit of a violation, I guess, to have companies trying to like invade this space like it's it's kind of cool that it's getting enough recognition that companies are trying to advertise through asmr Mm -hmm. but it also is a little i don't know yeah it does feel like they're trying to sort of enter a sort of private experience um or trying yeah it does feel like they're trying to invade in a way and be somewhere that they shouldn't be I agree. So I guess we'll we'll end on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us once again. Please leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. You can email us at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode as always, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks, and stay tingly.